0: Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com.
1: If you have your Bible this morning, turn to Matthew 22. We're going to look at this passage of Scripture, which is one of the most powerful passages of Scripture in the Bible. Someone asked Jesus this question, said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And last week we talked about this. And we talked about Jesus pretty much summing life up, saying, this is how you should live. Love me and love your neighbor as yourself. So today we're going to do something a little bit different, unique. We're going to have a panel because today is Cruise Sunday. And and we're going to talk about how to implement the second commandment in our lives. The first commandment, to love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and all your mind, We as a church, the way we do that is we come together, we honor the Sabbath, start the week in the house of the Lord like we did today. We worship, we praise God, we bring our worship before God, and we put him first in our lives, right? So you put Jesus first in your life, you start the week in the house of the Lord. And that's the fourth commandment, which is honor the Sabbath. We also learn the word of God. We have classes on Wednesday night where we, we get deeper into the word of God we also have Team Night, which is going to be the first Wednesday of the month, where we gather together, all the teams of the church, people getting involved. That's why you get involved in tracks, so that way you can serve God, use your gift for Him. And we get together on Team Night. We bring our gifts, we bring our talents, we bring our time, and we say, Hey, we're going to make the house of the Lord. We're going to make the church what it deserves to be. Excellent. The center of the community. Amen. And we're not going to have a rundown church. We're not going to have a church filled with people that don't want to do anything. We are passionate about Jesus. We will never, ever not be a people who are passionate about the house of the Lord and understanding that the church is the first and preeminent place in our lives and should be the preeminent place in the community. And as the church gets built, as the church gets strong, the community gets strong. As the church is filled with people of passion serving and loving the Lord with all their heart, with all their mind, all their strength, everything within them, our lives change, our families change, and our eternal destinies and lineage changes. Curses are broken. Brokenness is is a thing of the past, and we become more and more like Christ, and the church is where it all happens. Amen? And that's how we are in the first commandment. The second commandment, us as a church, what we do, loving our neighbor as ourselves, we do lots of things. One of the things that we do is we help the needy. You know, we most recently had an event where we helped 175 children in North Kingston, and we provided them with over 5,000 items of food. That's what you guys did. We did as a church so that they have breakfast and lunch. Kids that might not have breakfast and lunch We serve the Lord. We love our neighbor as ourselves. And matter of fact, we're going to be having a fall fest the end of October, and it's going to be another opportunity for us to love our neighbors, to bring children into the house of God. You know, rather than Halloween, we're going to do something that's safe, that honors the Lord and blesses our children. But we're also going to do a can drive because we want to continue to love our neighbors as ourselves and help the needy. Amen? That's just something that we do as a church to honor the second commandment, to live by the second commandment. And and the other thing that we do as a church is something that we call crews. Lots of you have been in crews, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have a panel to discuss crews. You know, Jesus had his crew of 12. He showed us the small group model that you don't do life alone. Isolation is a devil's tool. If he can isolate you, he doesn't even care if you go to church on Sunday. As long as you're separate and apart from the body of Christ, he's got you. You know, as long as he's got you doing everything else but getting healthy and making healthy friendships and being united as a family. God is a father, he has a family. And many times we come from dysfunctional families, we come from hurtful relationships. We're afraid to have relationships. Well, this is the place where you are restored. And you learn and you experience true friendship, true family. And that brings healing and fulfillment. Thank God for the house of the Lord. And that's how we honor this, the second commandment. You know, I just want to read one more scripture in John 13, 35. Because joining a crew is not just a thing that we do just to kind of go out and have coffee somewhere. Because we have, we have crews in restaurants. We have crews in parks. We have a walking crew in Rocky Point. We have crews in houses. We have crews everywhere. But it's something that's spiritual. Listen to this scripture. Your love for one another will prove in the world that you are my disciples. How the world sees our interaction, our care for one another, our friendships, our having fun and and celebrating God's goodness and his grace and not having to do it in a bar or Unhealthy places and unhealthy relationship shows to the world that there's another way to do life. It's with Jesus and the family of God. That's what cruise is about. Amen. So I'm going to welcome Carlos and Denise. Come on up here, guys. They're doing a great job uh, putting all the cruise together and doing everything with cruise. And so they're going to host the panel, and it's going to be really fun. Okay.
0: Uh, for those who don't know us, um, so this, this season we're going to be doing cruise, and we thought it would be fun. We were talking about it. What would be cool and pretty practical for everyone to kind of understand, cruise isn't something scary. How can we help people to know and understand that cruise is simple. It's it's honestly a general conversation, general friends, and like Pastor Ron said, like, it's the best thing you could do as a Christian and as a believer, get connected to the church. Any thoughts about that? <laughs>
2: We're just super excited. We just want to talk about crews.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, like Pastor Ron said, we have tons of crews. We have men's crews, women's crews. We have crews with child care. So, if you have children, we have crews with child care. We have youth crews. And I feel like I'm missing one more. Am I missing one more crew? Men's, women's, co-ed. That's what I'm missing. We have co-ed crews. So, if you're talking to someone or interested in talking to someone, hey, co-ed crew is the place to go. So...
2: So we just want to invite um, those leaders that we've asked to join us for our panel.
0: Um, So Gina, we'll start with you. Where do you like to eat?
3: (laughs) (laughs) There it is, it's green. What do I like to eat? Everything. (laughs) 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 I love food, I'm a foodie.
0: (laughs) Restaurant, restaurant, let's do it.
3: Restaurant, oh gosh.
0: Best, best, best restaurant. Best
3: restaurant. Though. Well, right now, Pasta Beach.
0: Oh. Pasta Beach.
3: Yeah. I know, that's my best.
0: All right, Crystal?
3: Am, am I doing
4: favorite
0: restaurant? What's no, no. Let's let's, let's do clothes. <laughs> Where do you love to shop, Crystal?
4: <laughs> oh, Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everywhere.
5: <laughs> uh, let's see. I have a few faves, but can't go wrong with Zara. I love oh, okay. Zara. I even okay. have something for my baby there, so something nice. for men, women. And I love, H&M is a good go-to, right? I mean, come on, right?
0: So you're going to learn some um, fashion tips today, if you guys didn't know. Joey? Carlos? Uh, Let me see, let me see. I got to give a good, because I know these guys, but I got to give you a good one. Favorite place to spend time?
6: Bose Billiards, 5 p.m. Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) And we got wings, 20-cent wings. Yeah, shameless plug, shameless plug. Sets you up for that
0: one, Davy? Oh, give a praise report, Davy. What, what did God do in your
4: life? I, uh, I made a big decision, you know. Uh, I recently got engaged. Woo! So, God's good. To who? To who? <clears throat> Miss Jenny Morales. Pray for me. I'm stress planning a wedding, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Christian. Favorite moment with your wife? Memory, right. memory. Let's do favorite. Memory. Yeah, I was gonna
7: tell you, you can ask me anything, cause she's not here right now. <laughs> All right. Favorite thing that what?
0: Favorite memory with your wife?
7: Favorite memory with my wife. It has to be our wedding day. We got married. We were we were five years without Jesus in okay. the world, but then this half has been it has been the the greatest time of my life, uh, wow. you know, being able to grow alongside her. It's been awesome. a blessing. It's been a blessing.
0: Awesome. Yes. I love it. So my wife is in charge, and she's going to ask the questions. So
2: so we just want to open it up, and we just want uh, – we have a few questions that we have for them, and just kind of bring it to a practical level and just kind of welcome you guys in to the world of cruise. Sometimes it seems a little scary, but um, – yeah, they're, gonna, they're the ones who are gonna talk about it. <laughs> so first question is, how would you explain a crew to someone who has never experienced one, or to someone who may be shy, afraid of getting involved with one? I think I wanna ask Crystal.
5: <laughs> first one. Um, I guess what I would say if you're shy, um, or what a crew is in general, it's just a place we gather because the church, this is just a building. This is a place we meet, but the church is you and I. Yeah. So it's it's people getting together. It's people um, getting to dive deep into maybe what you heard on Sunday. It's a safe place. Um, yes. I think that's really important for someone who might be shy yes. because um, sometimes you can walk in, especially to someone's home, or even in a mm. restaurant or coffee shop, yeah. kind of be nervous to look for your group of people, especially if you don't know anyone, I think it's important to know that you are so welcome there because if if you're a crew leader, Mm -hmm. and I think everyone can attest to this, you are so excited when a new person joins. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to get to know them. It can be kind of creepy because we want to be your best friend from like (laughs) zero to 10. (laughs) So um, it definitely is a warm environment. So don't be nervous and be consistent. As practical as that, I feel like if, you know, one of the questions too, I feel like was, what would you tell someone how to pick one? Just pick one that is practical. What what fits in your schedule? Be consistent with it. Come every week because you will really leave with genuine friendships. You'll leave with hope, love. And I feel like a lot of it too is just we don't have all the answers. And so sometimes I know for me, my most pivotal moment was going to a crew with a youth leader at the time that was as transparent, as honest as they come. And I think for me, I didn't even realize I did it, but I had put her on this pedestal, and when I realized like she's going through the same things that I'm going through. So what is the problem? I don't, I don't need to be nervous, I don't need to feel less than, because we're doing it together. So I don't have all the answers, you don't have all the answers, but we're way better off doing this thing together, so.
2: Gina, you can pass
5: it to Gina. That was good, yeah, I can definitely clap. That was awesome.
3: Ah, How can I follow that? Um, I guess my approach would be, after saying all that, well, God's a relational God. We're not meant to do, as Pastor said, be isolated because the devil can pick you off. So my approach would be like, okay, who wouldn't want friends? Who wouldn't want support? Who wouldn't want encouragement, Mm -hmm. a prayer partner? So um, my experience is that if someone is shy, I would ask those questions and try it. I mean, nobody is telling you you have to stay, but more than... Nine times out of ten, they stay because they see the warmth. They feel the love and the kindness and the genuineness. I I think the biggest thing is when the Holy Spirit takes over, because it's not you. Okay, we all want to make sure it's the best crew, but if you really want to do it right, the Holy Spirit takes over, and that's when people stay because they feel something that they haven't felt before, and it's the Holy Spirit. So I would say that would be my approach, and and it works.
2: And you definitely hit, yes. (laughs) You definitely hit a very like, in, uh, interesting word, which is isolation. Because I think in our culture today, we tend to do that. We tend to feel like we need to do it by ourselves. Either we don't want to put the pressure on somebody else, or we just feel like, no, 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 I'm, I can do it. I can do it. And what you do is you just you isolate yourself. You, you put yourself in your own little bubble. You don't want to do anything with anyone else. And in reality, we have that desire to do life with other people. So let's get a perspective from one of the guys that question.
6: Since I'm holding the mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I think, like you said, with isolation, I think a lot of times we think we do think we have to do it ourselves. And I think also a lot of times we think that no one else is going through the same thing that we're going through. That's and true. so I know one of the first crews that uh, my wife and I had led was called Crew with Boo. And I think we we had been married maybe, like, what, three years? So we were by no means experts at this marriage <laughs> thing. Uh, still, still not. But... Um, I remember going through that crew, even as a leader, and just being in that crew, I realized, all right, these other couples are going through the same thing that we're going through. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the devil will try to speak to you and, 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 and speak to your mind and, and tell you that you're the only one that's going through that, there's a problem with you, and you need to figure it out on your own. But it's, it's the, the biggest lie that we can, we can believe. Um, and so when you go to a crew, it really just, you know, kind of reveals that lie for what it is. Yeah and you actually have people there that are are for you. And, and, and Cruise, too, what's cool about Cruise is that you get to experience what, what real friendships are. Yeah. Before I joined the church, like, I had friends in the in the world or at, from school or whatever from work, um, but I, I never really knew what true friendship was. I thought I did, but then you join a crew, and, and you meet people who genuinely care about you, who, who would, you know, pick up your 2 a.m. phone call if you were to call. Just it, it just really opens your eyes, so I just encourage you guys to you know, if you're on the, on the fence about joining, I would really just in- encourage you to take that leap. Yeah,
4: that's good. <clears throat> that's pretty good. Um, I would say that you can come as you are to a crew. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to even be saved. Listen, crew is a perfect opportunity. If you have, I like to say momentum, if you have that crazy friend that you know that needs to get to church or that crazy cousin, bring them to crew first. And that way they'll get to know a couple people before they even come into church. And when they come into church, it will be like, they don't just know you or have to sit next to you. They know, like, five or six or seven people because they've been going to crew. That's actually how I got my sister to come to church. I first told her, hey, you should join this crew. And speaking about, like, how you should, like, choose your crew, some of these crews are very, very uh, specific. I remember uh, years ago there was a crew called 50 and Fabulous. Now, if you're 50 years old and you're fabulous... Yo, that's the crew for you. So, uh, and there's, there's, there's literally a crew for you, okay? Um, and, you know, in the Bible, we talk, we read a lot of Proverbs in my crew. And in Proverbs, it says there's wisdom in the midst of many counselors. And even in the beginning of time, you see that God always created in the midst of community. And so that's why it's so vital. Jesus had to do it. Then how much more do we need to do it? Um, and I know from my life, you know, crews have really kept me in the church, you know, I love my parents that God gave me. I love the pastors and the leaders that God gave me. But, man, my friends are the ones that challenged me even more and and were there for me, you know. In the Bible, David had mighty men that kept him right. And when he wasn't around them, that's when he made his mistakes. And so that's what crew is so vital. It really opens up your perspective of how much more deeper church can be, you know. You know, it's awesome that you're coming on Sundays. But if you start going to crew consistently, man, you'll start to see your roots will well, go deeper in the church. And, you know, you do the greatest things and some of the worst things because of your friends. You know, if you think back to high school, middle school days, you remember some mistakes that you made because your friends told you to do it. But for me, I've seen that, you know, when I got in the church, there were some friends that, you know, showed me how to pray. You know, that showed me how to serve and uh, showed me how to be consistent. And so I would really encourage you to join the crew.
7: Amen. So I just, I just wanted to add to that two things Pastor Ron said in the beginning, you know, Jesus had a crew. Um, when you look at him right before he started his ministry, he went around and he looked for people who were alone doing their thing. And he said, come with me. And those guys changed the world to this point. We're, we're here because of those guys. So if God himself comes down and says, I need a crew, we need a crew. So, so you know, I just encourage you. if you're here it's because you're looking for Jesus, well, he actually came down looking for you. So, you know, make sure you join the crew.
2: So, one of the next questions is a little more personal. How has crew benefited your life or someone that you know?
4: All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'll bring up my sister again. You know, it really benefited her life for the better because, you know, she dealt with a lot of church hurt. And... That crew really helped her to heal her from some of her past hurts, and the transformation that I've seen in her life, where she's open to the church again, it's really solely because of the crew that she joined. And you know, it, it, again, that crew was very specific. It was like young businesswoman looking to make a million dollars, and I was like, "Yo, sis, that's you. Join that crew, please." And so it was very specific, so she joined it, and uh, and she just once she came to the church, she wasn't nervous. Why? Because she knew like 10 other women that were around her age. Yeah. And she didn't need to sit next to me because, you know, I, w- I would invite her, but I was nervous because I'd be serving all over the place. And uh, But when she came, I wasn't nervous at all either because I knew that she knew a bunch of people and that she would be okay sitting in service with her crew. Um, and so, you know, crew benefited her. And for me as a leader, it really challenges me and really helps me to have the right perspective when I serve. You know, it's so easy to just be on that, you know, in ministry and just thinking about ministry and just thinking about the doing. But as a crew leader, it really fixes my heart on why I'm doing it and for who I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for my crew. I'm trying to show them a better way to life, you know, not what the world is trying to tell them, but what really God is trying to tell us. And so as a crew leader, I, I really uh, encourage you too. you know, maybe for the next crew season for you to try and be a crew leader because, man, it really changes your heart. It opens up your heart. It opens up your mind. And you become less self-centered, you know. And it kind of humbles you because they remind me so much of myself when I was in middle school or when I was in high school. And and sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes it's kind of scary. But the awesome thing is is that I've been there, you know, and I may not know all the answers, but I'm there with them. And that's what's most important, you know.
5: Um, I'll say personally, I grew up in the church, which was awesome. Hashtag thanks, Mom. But but I will say I was very observant um, growing up. Um, I just kind of watched, and because of leaders like Davey and everyone up here, they paved the way, you know, so I didn't necessarily need to understand. I just knew that they're favored, they're blessed because they're, you know, in crews, they're involved, they're in ministry. So I was always observing. It wasn't until, for me, my most pivotal part as far as a crew was when I joined one, the same one with my youth leader, and realized that that they do go through the same things, that they um, have the same insecurity sometimes, and it definitely is a humbling thing, because like I said, I put these people on these pedestals, and you realize, hey, they have laundry 24-7 too, or they have drama, or they have, you know, and so It's one thing, too, though, that you compare and people understand, like, hey, they're going through that high or they're going through that low, and you're doing life together. But it is genuine with the friendships and relationships that you make because they're not just in the same boat as you. They're rowing with you. You know, they are going to help you through that thing. So that's the part that I definitely got a lot out of because I felt like, okay, I'm expressing what I'm going through in life where I did have those high school friends or work friends who would just be like, oh, you know, kind of catch up with me a few weeks down the line and say, how's that thing going? Whereas, you know, Gina will be like, hey, I've been praying for you. Hey, do you need a meal? Do you need, so it's, it's literally doing life together. So for me, it was more putting the action to the words. That's where Cruz really stood out to me because it was such an intimate setting, safe setting to feel like, I can open up, I can be vulnerable because one, they're not gonna judge me, two, they're probably going through it too. And like I said, I don't have all the answers, you don't have all the answers, but together with the word and with Jesus, it definitely is a life-changing experience. But also fun. It's just so fun to do life together. I mean we my crew, we're crafting. I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we're gonna craft and we're gonna laugh and we're gonna make mistakes and get hot glue on each other. But it's it's doing life together, it really is, and it just creates such an environment of Feeling like you can open up, you know, you can speak your mind. You can ask questions. So it's just a nice environment. It definitely, for me, created a state of of accountability and transparency between leaders and people just attending, or even someone who has never walked foot in the church. So it definitely is an environment where everyone, everyone is included. Everyone is invited. So
3: (laughs) The word that comes to my mind... um, is immersed. When you are in a crew, you need something in the middle of the week. You need something else. You can't go a whole week without having a connection with your family, which is the body of Christ. Um, My first crew was when I started the church um, 31 years ago. And my first crew is my best friend that I met, Patty, and others that go to the different campuses. So um, I'm so blessed because now I have an extended crew. So you develop a real family. And I have a a mama in the church, Marianne, um, that um, points to the Holy Spirit all the time. So you're still learning. It doesn't matter if you're a crew leader. You're still learning. And you're learning along with others. Um, You know how that that expression, it takes a village? No, it takes a crew in the family of God. And that's it. You want to say something?
6: Yeah, I was just going to say, too, what I like about cruise too is it's a place where you can be open and you can be real, and um, and even something as simple like I know one of the cru- one of the cruises I did uh, was called uh, Daddy Daycare. I-, I thought it would be a good idea. I really I thought it was gonna be a good idea. The second week I think we renamed it like 90 minute heart attack or something like that. And um, but even just something practical like I knew one of, one of the guys really opened up and was like, guys, I'm struggling. Like my kid hasn't slept in like four months or something like that. Every night he, he had, like one hour worth of sleep. And like, he was just, it was just a place where he could come and just open up and be real and, and we could just, you know, be a shoulder to lean on or, or or just be there to help him. And, um, I think a lot of times when you go, like when you go to the world with those problems, they'll give you, you know, bad advice or they'll say stuff that will just try to make you feel better instead of trying, you know, really to, to be there for you and give you the best advice. So it's, that's also just, I just wanted to share that. I
7: just want to wanna say this real quick. He said I was the man of many stories. This is a story. So one, one Sunday, Joe, uh, Joe came up to me. And um, he met this guy. And he said, hey, you should hook up with him. And, uh, and I was like, man, why don't you talk to him, right? But I ended up talking to the guy. But I was having a crew with one of the other leaders. And this guy said he worked a lot. So he couldn't come for crew. So me and, and the crew leader said, all right, let's just invite him over um, tomorrow night. We ended up going, it was like this, the whole day it was like impossible for us to go, my wife couldn't go, whatever, but I ended up convincing her, we went, and in this conversation now, I was looking for a job for maybe like six months, and when we get together with this guy, the first thing out of his mouth was, hey, you know who's looking for a job? And I was like, me? And he said, he said, all right, come tomorrow, you start tomorrow, right? Um... I'm still working for the guy, but I just want to add this, right? As a leader, having a crew, right? That showed me that even in that, you know, sometimes we think that we're there to bless people or to be there. We have no idea that sometimes we're there because God wants to also bless us. So it was, you know, that happened because of crews, you know? And awesome boss, he worships, puts worship music all day. I have the best job in the world.
0: Awesome. So this is your encouragement. Hopefully you guys feel encouraged. Let's give a round of applause to the panel. Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com.